Praise God, praise God, praise God. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Right now, we're going to be praying in other tongues for the next 15 minutes, and we're going to be reading the scripture. Um, 1 Timothy 2, from verse 1 to 4, says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, in the sessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. With this scripture today, we're going to be weaponizing our prayer in the direction of the um, ongoing scandemic. You know, we've been praying for the leaders of the nations that they, are, they, are, they, they, they no longer function in foolishness and, um, and deceit, but they function in wisdom and the truth. Right now, we're gonna be praying mostly for the people of the world because um, um, the, 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 the perpetrators of the ongoing scandemic, you know what I mean, the COVID-19 fiasco, you know, have, have gone past, oh no, it's no longer the leaders or they are seeing that they are not responding to them. They want to penetrate through the people, through the individuals using um, so, social media, they always done the radio waves and all that and coming directly to the masses and saying, this is going to save your life. Meanwhile, the deceit is clear, clearly stated there. We're going to be praying that not only the leaders are coming out of this foolishness and deception, but the people, the people in every city, in every nation, in every village, in every county, they are coming out of this foolishness. The scales are falling off of their eyes and they begin to function in wisdom and truth the truth of God's word. They come as they are receiving salvation. They are coming to the understanding. Their eyes are being opened. That darkness that has, that has shielded them all this while is falling off of their eyes and they are no longer deceived, but they begin to see the truth. They begin to understand the truth. Let's go ahead and pray in other tongues. Kindly unmute yourself at this time. Rabba 
Thank 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Ligrondo Frekito Yes, we thank you, O God. Yes, for the leaders, O God, and for the people. That their hearts, O God, are turned from foolishness and deception to wisdom, O God, and truth. Especially directed for to the 
the COVID-19 fiasco. And the fear that they continually put in the hearts of the people. We cut them off. We cut them off. In the name of the Lord Jesus. For those people, they are designed, hallelujah. They are designated for salvation, not for fear. We cut off the fear. We cut off, oh God, all their plans, all their motive, oh God, to get to the people of God, the grassroots people of God. In the different neighborhoods. We cut them off by the power of the Holy Ghost. All their actions of God. The seemingly makes it difficult for people to preach the gospel in some areas. We put an end to that wickedness and foolishness of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. The goal is for five billion souls, not for five billion people to fall victim of the COVID 19 fiasco. In the name of the Lord Jesus, yes, we know that he's dead and we refuse to allow something that is dead continue, continually haunt the people. In the name of the Lord Jesus, and all their plants, hallelujah, to infiltrate the people, to infiltrate the nations, to infiltrate the cities, the communities through the big tech farms. Big farm techs, to, to, to all the big the big companies to using 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 philanthropic means. No, we put an end to them. We put an end to them in the name of the Lord Jesus. All those plans they fail. Sneaking the vaccines into the schools. Getting the consent of the parents through dubious means, through deceitful means. We cut them off right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We cut of that foolishness, we cut off that wickedness in the name of the Lord Jesus. No, these people they are designed and designated to go with the rapture, therefore, we refuse for them to take those vaccines, we refuse for them to be deceived. In the name of the Lord Jesus, five billion people, five billion people for Christ, five billion souls for Christ, not five billion people for the vaccines. No, Kakaba Librondo, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh Lord, we thank you. We thank you, oh God. Because our goal, our agenda is five billion souls for the gospel. Not five billion souls for the shred and the and this pandemic and the vaccines. No, hallelujah. No, we refuse it. Not under our watch. We refuse it. We refuse it. We put an end to it in the name of the Lord Jesus. We refuse to let it fly. All their plans on the way, we destroy them in the name of the Lord Jesus. All their plans on the way, we set confusion to them in the name of the Lord Jesus. These scales are falling out of the eyes of the people. These scales are falling. They are no longer blinded. They are no longer deceived. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. 
good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are connecting from at this time. Hallelujah. Welcome to another refreshing time. And I hope you have actually been going out to win souls, taking advantage of the time and every opportunity you have to win souls. Praise God. Thank you so very much, esteemed Amarak, for this opportunity. Over to you at this time. Thank you so much, PD. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another time of devotion with the Lord. And um, we're making progress and the word of God is prospering in our lives. Today is Wednesday, the 24th of February, 2021. And the title of today's devotional says, See the Word in Pictures. Our opening scripture is taken from 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. When you study the scriptures, learn to do so with pictures. See with the eyes of your spirit. Believe and act accordingly. It's the blessings that your spirit takes a hold of that will manifest in your life. Therefore, as you listen to or study the word, visualize your victory, prosperity, health, peace, progress, and success from within and affirm accordingly. Before the physical manifestation of the glory and victories that you desire in life, you must first see them. You must see them first within you. Once you can see it from within, then it's yours. You can never have it on the outside if you didn't first have it in have it within. That's where some have missed it. They want to they want to see first with their physical eyes before calling it real. That's not faith. Faith is calling real that which the physical senses can't perceive. For example, God said to Abraham, neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. You find this in Genesis 17, 5 to 6. Abraham first had to visualize himself as the father of many nations. At the time God spoke to him, he was 99 years old. And Sarah, his wife, was equally old and barren. Nevertheless, the Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Romans 4.20. In Genesis 15 and verse 5, the Lord said to him, had said to him, look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them, and so shall thy seed be. Abraham believed. He saw the picture of his uncountable descendants, numerous as the stars from within. What is it that you desire in your life today? Is it a child? See it inside first. Is it the growth and expansion of your church, a new job or business? Create the picture and take possession in the spirit and with your spirit first because it's already real in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Today's Rhapsody, you know, is one of those Rhapsodies that remind you about the core doctrines of Christianity. 
for us to become born again, we have to believe. We have to believe that God is real. We have to believe that God exists. We have to acknowledge that what Christ did was enough. And we have to believe that believing in our hearts and confessing in our mouths with our mouths would make us born again. So salvation itself that we have, that we share is an action of faith. Today we are reminded that if you are going to have anything, you first have to see it first in pictures. You have to see it on the inside. You have to see yourself as well, irrespective of the doctor's report. You have to see yourself as a top giver, irrespective of the bank account statement. You have to see yourself as the owner of the companies or owner of companies, irrespective of the fact that maybe you yourself is even looking for a job. Faith requires that you see by the Spirit, that you see with the eyes of the Spirit. He said, he collect those things that be not as though they were. I remember the testimony. Um, it was in December, I think it was during our Thanksgiving in our church. And then this couple who had been be trusting God for a child, you know, for a while. And then, you know, they had the names of their children and they would partner for those children every month. And at the end of the year, the children will be called out as top partners in the children's ministry, but they were not born. One was a boy, one was a girl. The names that they used. So every month they partner. They related with the children like they existed. They called them by their names. They bought stuff for them in the house. They partnered in their name. And by December, when we were having our annual Thanksgiving, the boy had showed up. They were carrying their son. The son that was a partner before he was born. The son that lived in the house before he was born. That was seen in pictures. That was living in the pictures. That was engaging the pictures. That was interacting with the pictures. Calling those things that be not as though they were. So I don't know what it is that you want to materialize. This rhapsody, you need to go back and study it. If you notice, I didn't say read it. You need to go back and study because there's so much to learn in this rhapsody. I'll read the last chapter in conclusion. 
He said, what is it that you desire in your life today? Is it a child? See it inside first. Is it the growth and expansion of your church, a new job or business? Create the picture and take possession in the spirit and with your spirit first because it's already real in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that I've, 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 I've blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In the spirit realm, everything is real. All the blessings that we ever desire is available. But the act of faith is causing the manifestation of that which exists in the spirit realm to be endorsed and to manifest in this physical realm. That's where the work of faith is. You say you are a zillionaire. In the spirit realm, you actually have uncountable money. In the spirit realm, you own everything. You are the seed of Abraham. You own this world and everything in it. The fight of faith, like we said, is insisting that the transient temporal conditions and circumstances of this life conform to your stubborn faith proclamations is by the power of words that we came and change the circumstances of our lives. So today, know that that thing is possible, that dream is realizable. Just see it first on the inside and keep saying it and don't stop talking it. Thank you so much. I'll hand over to Sister Joy for the further study and the prayer. Thank you very much. God bless you. Wow, thank you so much, Ma, for taking us through the Rhapsody segment. And today's Rhapsody is talks of, um, it's more like a summary of the book we are asked to read in the heaven, Recreating Your Word. Hallelujah. Um, good morning, Sister Maka. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, Ma, for the opportunity. I'll be taking the further study, Ecclesiastics 3.11. He had made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he had set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Genesis 13, 14 to 15. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that, after that Lot was separated from him, lift up thy eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land which thou seest to thee will i give it and to thy seed forever finally genesis 15 5 to 6 and he brought him forth abroad and said look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to count them and he said unto him so shall thy seed be for he believed in the lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Praise God. Um, we'll be taking the prayers. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just keep your mic muted while we take the prayers. Dear Father, thank you for the gift to comprehend the wonderful blessings you've prepared for me to enjoy in Christ. I visualize my victory prosperity, health, peace, 
progress and success in your word by the power of the Holy Spirit and take possessions of these realities through my faith proclamations. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places and indeed I have a goodly heritage. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Z as he takes us through the New Testament reading for the one-year Bible plan. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. That was so powerful. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this wonderful platform. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you for being a part and congratulations for consistently being a part of this Rhapsody session and yearly Bible reading plan. We're going to be reading the New Testament parts today and we're in Mark chapter 6. We're reading the message translation. It's been very visual, it's been very pictorial and uh, be blessed as we read through. Um, the caption is Supper for 5,000. Verse 30 says, the apostles then rendezvoused with Jesus and reported on all that they had done and taught. Jesus said, come off by yourselves. Let's take a break and get a little rest. For they were constant coming and going. They didn't even have time to eat. So they got in the boat and went off to a remote place by themselves. Someone saw them going and the word got around. From the surrounding towns, people went on foot, running, and got there ahead of them. When Jesus arrived, he saw this huge crowd. At the sight of them, his heart broke. Like sheep with no shepherd they were, he went right to walk, teaching them. When his disciples thought this had gone on long enough, it was now quite late in the day, they interrupted. We are a long way out in the country, and it's very late. Pronounce a benediction and send these folks off so that they can get some supper. Jesus said, you do it. Fix supper for them. And they replied, are you serious? You want us to go spend a fortune on food for their supper? But he was quite serious. How many loaves of bread do you have? Take an inventory. That didn't take long. Five, they said, plus two fishes. Jesus got them all to sit down in groups of 50 or 100. They looked like a patchwork built of wild flowers spread out on the green grass. He took the five loaves and two fishes. Two fish <laughs> lifted his face to heaven in prayer, blessed, broke, and gave the bread to the disciples. And the disciples in turn gave it to the people. He did the same with the fish. They all ate their fill. The disciples gathered 12 baskets of leftovers. More than 5,000 were at the supper. Praise God. Miracles of turning five loaves and two fish to feed the multitude. The caption, walking on the sea. Verse 45. As soon as the meal was finished, Jesus insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead across to Bethsaida while he dismissed the congregation. After sending them off, he climbed the mountain to pray. Late at night, the boat was far out at sea, 
Jesus was still by himself on land. He could see his men struggling with the oars, the wind having come up against them. At about four in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the sea. He intended to go right by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and screamed, scared out of their wits. Jesus was quick to comfort them. Courage, it's me. Don't be afraid. As soon as he climbed into the boat, the wind died down. They were stunned, shaking their heads, wondering what was going on. They didn't understand what he had done at the supper. None of these had yet penetrated their hearts. They beached the boat at Gennesaret and tied up all and tied up all tied up at the landing. As soon as they got out of the boat, word got out fast. People ran this way and that, bringing their sick on stretchers to where they, they had he was. Wherever he went, village or town or country roadsides, they brought their sick to the marketplace and begged him to touch them, touch the edge of his coat. That's all. And whoever touched him became well. May the Lord bless this reading in Jesus' name. Right now, I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us in the Old Testament Bible reading. Thank you very much, everybody. God bless you. Thank you very much, Brother Dizzy. Warm greetings, everyone. Um, thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this beautiful opportunity. So today we are reading Leviticus 25. It's a long chapter, so I'll try to be as quick as possible. The caption is, um, the land will observe a Sabbath to God. <clears throat> From verse 1, God spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai. Speak to them, people of Israel. Or no, speak to the people of Israel. Tell them, when you enter the land which I am going to give you, the land will observe a Sabbath to God. Sow your fields, prune your vineyards, and take in your harvest for six years. For the seventh year, the land will take a Sabbath to, of complete and total rest, a Sabbath to God. You will not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Don't reap what grows of itself. Don't harvest the grapes of your untended vines. The land gets a year of complete and total rest, but you can eat from what the land volunteers during the Sabbath year. You and your men and women servants, your hired hands and the foreigners who live in the country, and of course, also your livestock and the wild animals in the land can eat from it. Whatever the land volunteers of itself can be eaten. The 50th year is your jubilee year. Verse 8. Count off seven Sabbaths of years. Seven times seven years. Seven, that's 49 years actually. Seven Sabbaths of years adds up to 49 years. Okay. Then sound loud blast on the ram's horn on the 10th day of the seventh month the day of atonement, sound the ram's horn all over the land, sanctify the 50th year, make it a holy year, proclaim freedom all over the land to everyone who lives in it, a jubilee for you. Each person will go back to his family's property and reunite with his extended family. The 50th year is your jubilee year. Don't sow. 
don't reap what volunteers itself in the fields. Don't harvest the untended vines because it is the jubilee and a holy year. You are permitted to eat from whatever volunteers itself in the fields. In this year of jubilee, everyone returns home to his family property. If you sell or buy property from one of your countrymen, don't cheat him. Calculate the purchase price on the basis of the number of years since the jubilee. He is obliged to set the sale price on the basis of the number of harvests remaining until the next jubilee. The more years left, the more money. You can raise the price. But the few years left, the less, mo the less money decrease the price. What you are buying and selling, in fact, is the number of crops you are going to harvest. Don't cheat each other. Fear your God. I am God, your God. Verse 18. Keep my decrees and observe my laws. You will live secure in the land. The land will yield its fruits. You will have all you can eat and will live safe and secure. Do I hear you ask, what are we going to eat in the seventh year if we don't plant to harvest? I assure you, I will send such a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three years. Glory to God. While you plant in the eighth year, you will eat from the old crop and continue until the harvest of the ninth year comes, comes in. I remember pastors preached on this a few, uh, some years ago. On verse 23, the land cannot be sold permanently because the land is mine and you are foreigners. You are my tenants. You must provide for the right of redemption for any of the land that you own. If one of your brothers become poor and has to sell any of his land, his nearest relative is to come and buy back what his brother sold. If a man has no one to redeem it, but he later prospers and earns enough for its redemption, he is to calculate the value since he sold it and refund the balance to the man to whom he sold it. He can then go back to his own land. If he doesn't get together enough money to repay him, what he sold remains in the possession of the buyer until the year of Jubilee. In the Jubilee, it will be returned and he can go back and live on his land. Verse 29, if a man sells a house in a, in a world city, he retains the right to buy it back for a full year after the sale. At any time during that year, he can redeem it. But if it is not redeemed before the full year has passed, it becomes a permanent possession of the buyer and his descendants. It is, it is not returned in the Jubilee. However, houses in unworld villages are treated the same as fields. They can be redeemed and have to be returned at the Jubilee. Verse 32, as to the Levitical cities, houses in the cities owned by the Levites are always subject to redemption. Levitical property is always redeemable if it is sold in a town that they hold and reverts to them in the Jubilee, because the houses in the towns of the Levites are their property among the people of Israel. The pastures belonging to their cities may not be sold. They are their permanent possession. Verse 35, if one of your brothers become indigent and cannot support himself, help him, same as you would a foreigner or a guest, so that he can continue to live in your neighborhood. Don't gouge him with interest charges out of reverence for your God. 
help your brother to continue to live with you in the neighborhood. Don't take advantage of his plight by running up big interest charges on his loans <clears throat> and don't give him food for profit. I am God, I am your God who brought you out of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God. Verse 39, if one of your brothers become indigent and has to sell himself to you, don't make him work as a slave. Treat him as a hired hand or a guest among you. He will work for you until the jubilee, after which he and his children are set free to go back to his clan and his ancestral land, because the people of Israel are my servants, whom I brought out of Egypt. They must never be sold as slaves. Don't tyrannize them. Fear your God. <laughs> Verse 44. The male and female slaves which you have are to come from the surrounding nations. You are permitted to buy slaves from them. You may also buy the children of foreign workers who are living among you temporarily and from their clans which are living among you and have been born in your land. They become your property. You may will them to your children as property and make them slaves for lives. But you must not tyrannize your brother Israelites. If a foreigner or temporary resident among you becomes rich and one of your brothers becomes poor and sells himself to the foreigner who lives among you or to a member of the foreigner's clan, he still has the right of redemption. After he has sold himself, one of his relatives will buy him back. An uncle or cousin or any close relative of his extended family may redeem him. Or if he gets the money together, he can redeem himself. What happens then is that he and his owner count, count out the time from the year he sold himself to the year of Jubilee. The buyback price is set according to the wages of the hired hand for that number of years. If many years remain before the Jubilee, he must pay back a larger share of his purchase price. But if only a few years remain until the Jubilee, is to calculate his redemption price accordingly, is to be treated as a man hired from year to year. You must make sure that his owner does not tyrannize him. If he is not redeemed in any of these ways, he goes free in the year of Jubilee. He and his children, because the people of Israel are my servants, my servants whom I brought out of Egypt. I am God, your God. Praise the Lord. So many thoughts in this chapter, but I'll hand over to Sister Amaka to help us. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Brother John. Thank you, Brother Dose. And thank you for the portions of the scriptures that you both read out to us. Um, does anyone want to share on the chapters that we just read, both from the Old Testament and the New Testament? Would you like to share anything? about the word. How have you been inspired by the word of God? Please raise your hand. And if you have a testimony also that you'd like to share, please raise your hand. Okay, so we have Sister Ijoma Priska. Please go ahead, mom, and share your testimony or whatever you want to share with us. Thank you. Good morning, esteemed Sister Maka. Thank you for this opportunity. I always look forward to joining this prayer group every morning, every morning. Thank you so much. 
um, what caught my attention this morning was um, when the feeling of the 5,000. We've been reading this over and over. We've read it so many times. I'm sure in our personal prayer time, maybe in church. But today, a fresh revelation came to me when Jesus broke the bread and giving thanks. In the eye, the, the disciples, they saw it. Even I'm sure the person beside Jesus will be looking at Jesus. Five loaves of bread, two fishes, a multitude of 5,000. You broke bread. But the thing Jesus did was to give thanks. That, that touched something inside me, meaning whatever the situation, whatever the situation is, first of all, give thanks. Give thanks that all things are working together for your good. Give thanks that the one whom you serve is bigger, is a God that that specializes in impossibility. And um, that just struck a nerve because my testimony, I have a testimony, but I would just, <laughs> it's loading, it's cooking, it's cooking. But this just gave me, you know, there's this word of victory, like Ijoma, give thanks because it is settled already. Give thanks. It is settled already. No matter what the Bible says, see the word in what we read today, see the word in pictures. And the Spirit of God reminded me of some things because some things and said, keep seeing those pictures. And now we went to the New Testament where Jesus broke bread and gave thanks. He didn't say, he didn't complain and say, ah, this bread is too small. Low. How would it go around 5,000? Maybe it's three counts. Uh, you bring your, bring your, gather your money together. Let us do something. No, he broke bread and gave things. Then he gave it to the disciples. The disciples gave it to, there was something that happened. God, <laughs> Jesus recognized structure. There was something that happened when he gave things and he gave it to the disciples and the disciples gave it to the people. And um, <laughs> the Bible tells us that they gathered, they gathered leftover. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Samaka. Thank you very much, Sister Ichoma. And thank you for sharing with us. Praise God. Wow, we have a lot of people sharing today. Okay. Um, Brother George Chima, please unmute and share your testimony in one minute. Praise the Lord. Uh, good morning, Sister Waka. Good morning, um, everyone. Um, first, I want to thank our esteemed um, Amara. I want to thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this platform. Thank you for helping us to, you know, realize that it is important to gather as Christians and pray. And the, the, the benefits is so much because we are in a month of grace. Thank you so much. Uh, my testimony, my testimony, it's a mind-blowing testimony. Uh, on, on Thursday, on Thursday last week, yeah, last week Thursday, I because my mom called me and said she wanted to read, she wanted to do her NIM, um, of which I know someone who is going to do the NIM for her. So I've been posting her, posting her. So, but that Thursday, and I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to come to your house, then I'm going to carry, take you in the, I'm going to um, take you in the morning to where you do your NIM. Then I'll drop you back home because I'm not going to work that Friday. She now said, okay. So on Thursday evening, I now drove to her house. And um, I think it was about 
8:39. So when I got to her house, she, there, my sister opened the gate and I and I and I came in. So around that 9, 9 p.m. Yeah. So um we had a a Zoom prayer meeting. Yeah. Um, my soul prayer meeting. So inside the car where I was, I was just praying. I joined them in the. I connected the 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 phone to the Bluetooth and I, I was just praying and um, it was so loud. So I, I was just praying and we were just um, in that mood of prayer. Then the Holy Spirit said I should beckon on my mom to come. So I I saw her sitting outside. So I just flashed my light like three times and I opened the door and I said, please she should come. So she came and she sat into inside the car with me, and we just held hands and we started praying. We prayed even after the, the 9 p.m. prayer. We were, we were still praying till about 10. Then, then I came down from the car and she came down. I locked the car. Then I, I went back inside. So I got some few calls and I just I, I attended to the calls. And um, the next, the, uh, it was about 12, 12, yeah. I just found that I couldn't sleep. So I went to my room. I just uh, took my pillow. I went to the sitting room. I I laid on the couch and I was just there. So it was about like one after one. I heard my dogs bark. My dog was just barking consistently. I was like, ah, what is the why is this dog barking now? I noticed I know something about that dog. If is if the dog is barking from his cage, it means it just heard the general sound. But if the dog goes to the gate to bark. It means there's somebody at the gate is trying to stop to come in. So I noticed the dog was at the gate barking. Then I opened the window and I was just watching. Who was that at the gate? I thought maybe they were my Megad or those Megad guys and all that. So I, I was still watching. Then all of a sudden, I had like three gunshots on the air. They shot bah, three times. So when my dog heard those shots, the dog ran for cover and went on that, on, under the car. Then all of a sudden, I saw like two guys, they jumped into, into my compound. Um, they jumped into my compound. They shot at my gate, my padlock. The whole thing went down. They forcefully opened the gate and they opened the gate wide. Then some other guys took him. So right now, there were about like seven that was in my compound. And in my neighbor's compound, there were like eight or nine or something. So they were robbing my, they wanted, they, now they have come to rob my house and rob my, they were robbing my neighbor's house already. So I was like, okay, now this is it. Ah, when they got in, the first thing they did, they broke all the glasses. They broke all the, 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 the windows and all that. They were like, open this door and they shot in the air again. They shot in the air again. Ah, at this time, I now told my mom, okay, you should go back. My mom said, no, you go back. I am an old woman, you go back. So I went back, she opened the, the door and they all came in. So they came in, the flash they touched on my eyes and they said, yes, you, you are the one we came for. We know you very well. I'm like, okay. Then you may not heard that. There was this calmness in my spirit because I just felt, okay, now it's just, they are not kidnappers. They are not coming to take my mother or my sister. It was me, so I need to address them with the spirit. I was so calm, and they were talking to me that, where's your, where's your phone? We know you have an iPhone. Where's your phone? Ah. I said, as I, I was even just trying to open, it just as if then 
I just saw one, uh, I, where I was charging my phone, I didn't know my mom had removed the phone and put it inside the chair. So I just saw one other phone there and I brought it and I gave it to them. Uh, that was my mom's phone. I gave it to them. They, they were like, no, this is not your phone. I like the other one, I left it at the office. Then they, then they started taking the electronics, carrying the electronics, carrying the room of the TVs in the house. They took all, they were bringing out the electronics, they were scattering, they went to my, to my wardrobe. They were packing some of my shoes that I left there. So they were taking my wrist, they took my, some of my wristwatches, jewelry, my mom's. They were, they were just packing things out of the house, as if we were packing out of our own house because they were really moving, you know, major things out of the house. We were taking them outside. Then for, I was wondering that where were they going to put all those things because they didn't come with a car or maybe they parked somewhere. I was thinking that would they go and carry these things to where, where I was just thinking. Then all of a sudden, one just said, where's your car key? The, 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 we came majorly for the car. We, want to, we are taking the car. I said, okay, the car key is on the, on the, uh, on the floor there. So I just picked it and I, and I gave it to him. He went, he went straight to the car. He opened the car. Those things they were packing, they were loading it inside, inside the car. Then they, the guy just entered. They opened the gate. They wanted, he started, uh, he, he was trying to start the car. He, 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 the car is a keyless car. All you need to do is put the key sensor inside the car and press the button and it, and it picks. It had never, ever, ever, it had never, ever, any time I start the car, it starts immediately. It had never, ever disappointed. But on that day, the car just refused to start. And mind you, there's no security. Don't, I don't say, ah, maybe I planted this. I did not put security in the car. I, I just left the car like that. But I know that I had rhapsodies on my dashboard. They were, they were rhapsodies I put on my dashboard. They are always there. The, car, the guy tried to start the car. He tried and tried and tried. The car refused to start. So they called me and they said, come start this car. And I give you five minutes to start this car. If you don't start time, I will fire you. The guy cocked his gun, shot at the air, cocked the gun again and pointed it at me. I said, okay. So I, I entered into the car. I tried to turn it on. The car refused to start. I was even praying the tongue. I said, God, this car just starts. Just go. Don't worry. Just go. I... I, I tried to start the car, the car refused. I tried to start the car, the car refused. I said, okay. So at this time, they had already entered into the car. So they were like, waiting to happen, guy, they play with us. If you, you, I go fire you, I go shoot you, shoot your mama. I said, guy, for car? I said, waiting, I want you to take, take the key, take them. I said, carry the car, they go. I, I, you know, I was just speaking with them in pidgin English and all that. So, one, now, came out of the car, went back to the gate to stay. The other at the back came out of the car, went back inside the house to see if he could pick more things. So now I was left with one guy who was beside me. And this was about one, now this was about like 1.15 a.m. thereabouts. So the other one was inside the car. And I'll put the other one. I said, okay, you know what? You have to come to the driver's seat. Let me open the bonnet and check the batteries because I think the battery is down. So that I can I, I, and, and hold the battery so that you can turn it on. He, he entered into the car with his gun. He turned on the car. The car refused to start. I opened the bonnet. I was there. I was trying to start. The, the car said no. So I now told him, I said, sir, 
let me, I have a second battery. I have a see. Then he was furious. You know, he was very furious. Like, they play with us, Abi. You know, go come on the security for this car. I'm like, please, just calm down. I will do it to start. There's a second battery at the backyard. Let me remove the battery and put that second battery. He now said, go. So immediately he said, go. I just went to the back. Then I lifted the, from the fence. I jumped over from the fence. I went to my other neighbor's house at the backyard. Then I moved. Then I ran directly to the police station. And uh, the, police, the police, they were very swift. And um, we started coming. When we were coming, it's like, I don't know if they had already known that, okay, police is coming and all that. My mom said they they they, they put it, they won't told my sister to enter the car and start the car. And the car said to start, and they just then they all left. So when I got to the house, I then I didn't even know they were robbing my, my neighbor's house. So I found out that they took my car key, but the, the, the car was not there. They took the, 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 the car was there, they took my, my car key. They uh they've they've taken a lot of stuff and all that, but um it was stuff were inside the car and all that. So I was just thanking God, I'm like, okay, what happened now? So in the morning, when it was about 6, 7 a.m., police were still in the house, though. So I was just praying. I said, God, I cannot, this, this testimony must be complete. I cannot go and be changing my car. Uh, I know how much it's going to cost me to get a new uh, sensor key for this car. No, I said, I must get my key back. I said, is that a key? Come back to me. Uh, gravitates to me or I gravitate to that key. So I picked, so I just told my mom, they should just stay. I need to walk around the, the environment. So that was even when I got to know that they got into my neighbor's house. They took everything. When you mean everything, they, they emptied the man's house. It was just remain his couch, dining table. They, they emptied anything called electronics, phones, everything, money, they took it. They, they even loaded it on on his ton, you know, I don't know if you know that toy, Toyota Tundra, that Tundra, that big um, truck. They loaded everything on that truck and they they they, they smashed the, the the they took the the man's truck, the other jeep, they took the the man's key, and they and they and they and they drove. You, you know. So that that was just it. So I was just walking around and check, trying to see if I could see my key and all or see something. I was walking, I saw my. Called, I saw some my stuff, some of my papers, documents that they threw on the floor. I was picking the ones that was picking the ones that I could pick. So I was just walking around. And then neighbors I started coming out to my house to succeed with me and all that. Then I was just walking. I'm like God. I was praying in tongues. I said, "My key, my key, my key." All of a sudden, somebody just shouted, "Who has this key?" I said, "Glory to God." They left my key. They left my key here. <laughs> so I picked my key from the floor. I saw where they. There was a place where they abandoned my flat screen TV. They just left it there. I carried the TV back to the house. And I was just telling God, thank you. I got to my car. I put my, my key in it and I started and the car started. I'm like, glory to God. <laughs> Why did you not start when you, when you were told to start? The car didn't Hallelujah. start then. And the car started after I put the key. You know, thank you so much, Ma. I just want to say thank you and, and I give God praise. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brother John George, for sharing your testimony. And we thank God for the preservation of your life. 
you know, every day fellowshipping with God and breaking bread. Indeed, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. Congratulations, we give God praise for you. Wow. So um, what we'll do is tomorrow, we'll take the rest of the testimonies because time is fast spent. But I've taken note of the people. So we had Sister Debbie, we had Brother Maximus, and then we had Brother Fittings. So we'll take the testimonies tomorrow. Thank you so much. So at this moment, so I'll just beg your indulgence, everyone, just give us another like five minutes to wrap up. We'll have to take the Pauline affirmation and then we'll break bread quickly. So I'm going to hand over to Brother Martins right now to take us through the Pauline affirmation. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much, Sister Maka. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. Okay. Our Pauline affirmation this morning will be on the screen any moment from now. And um, the normal way we take our formation, we take, uh, you say your name first, my name, your, we take the paragraph, I, my, you say your name again, I'm granted, according to riches, and the third paragraph, your name, like that. I'll kindly ask everyone to right now, at the count of three, we start the formation. One, two, three. My name. My name is Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Amen, amen, and amen. First Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. Um, get your communion materials ready. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Dear Lord, even today as we break bread, we thank you for the life of Brother George and his family, whom you delivered from the hands of wicked and unreasonable men. We know that it could have been worse. We know that what the devil planned wasn't what happened. But because there was you, there is always you. Because of what Christ did for him and his family, what he did for us, their lives were preserved. And they are preserved till the rapture. Thank you, Father. You told us that nobody in this place, no harm will come to anyone here. Thank you, O oh God. We give you praise for that testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Please break the bread at this moment and eat it. From verse 25, after the same man, also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years after you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show the Lord's death till he come. Father, thank you, God. For it was the blood at the lintons of the doors at the Passover that caused death to pass over. Thank you, O oh God, because every day that we take the cup, signifying the blood, the blood of Christ, there is daily a Passover. He said the wicked shall be given as a ransom for the child of God. There is daily a passing over. Even today, as we take this cup, thank you, because we know that though there may be, there may there is a number of them that are ordained to die in the world today as those that are ordained to be born in every minute, in every day, there are numbers of people who must die. But thank you, because the righteous is always preserved. And by virtue of today's communion, Everyone in this house and everyone connected to us is preserved in life because we have said so and because that was why you died. Yes, the communion speaks life for us, life throughout this month, life throughout this year. No evil fashion against us will prosper. And every song that rises up against us in judgment, we condemn now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take the cup. At this moment, I'd like us to um, share the um, benediction. Thank you so much for joining today's devotion. And um, thank you for being patient with us up till this time. So we share the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. These will us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Enjoy the rest of your day, everyone. God bless you. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, Mar. Thank you, Mar. Thank you, Mar. Thank you. God bless you.